Hello, my name is Christelle Nassif, and this is my new podcast, Synergy. This podcast is about being a part of something greater, whether it be humanity, family, or anything else. I will be discussing my passion for living authentically and for finding purpose beyond yourself, whether that be through volunteering, small acts of kindness, or by simply forming genuine connections with other people. I hope to find art, literature, and beauty in everyday life. But more importantly, I will be sharing my personal experiences to hopefully help everybody feel better about their own. I hope that you find this podcast entertaining and maybe even inspiring. But for now, without further ado, here is the first episode of Synergy with Crystal Nassif. Welcome, everybody. So this is my first podcast, as I mentioned in the intro. And I'm super excited because I have a lot of things that I want to discuss. But obviously, I was kind of struggling. Like, what do I make this first episode about? Is there a topic that I really want to discuss? And I thought about a lot of things, but I kind of finally settled on talking about a big change I've been going through, which is kind of my schooling and turning that into a broader conversation. So I'll start off with a little bit of background. I am an industrial engineering student. I'm currently a junior in college. And I haven't had a traditional college experience up to this point. Um, I've actually switched my major and transferred schools after my freshman year of college. And so that was very hard. It was a huge change. One, it was a big change because I went into college with a completely different expectation of what my life would look like by this point. I really thought that I was going to be pursuing business and sticking with business, and I thought I was going to be at a completely different school for my four years of college. Um, But I did my first year of business, and I just decided that business wasn't really for me. I don't think it was a topic that was up my alley. I didn't think I was kind of born to be a business person. I didn't think it was something I could see myself doing long term. And so I, you know, took a summer after college to think about it. And it was really hard year. My first year of college, I will admit, was very difficult because I was obviously lost in my career path, which a lot of issues stem from that, you know. I felt like there wasn't much purpose. I was confused. I don't really like business. What what am I going to do? And so I ended up deciding to become an industrial engineer. And so with that decision came a switch in schools because I was at a school that was known for business. It was a business school. And so it was also an expensive private university. And so there was no point in me being there anymore when I wasn't a business major. So I ended up moving closer to home to pursue industrial engineering because there's a school near my house that is really renowned and well-known for engineering. And so I just hadn't had the traditional college experience. So I kind of settled in to my transfer and to moving new schools. And sure enough, I get about... I want to say a couple semesters of normalcy 
and I'm hit by a global pandemic. And so my college experience up to that point was a little bit off. And now I'm hit with another thing that's going to make me almost not have a college experience because now the global pandemic hits and school's all online. And so now I'm a junior in college and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I haven't experienced a year of college that's been like, quote unquote, normal. Which is so funny because we, especially in the United States, I mean, we, we amplify college, the college experience. It's so important. You know, the college experience, the best four years of your life. And so I kind of went into college thinking to myself, like, the best four years of my life, I'm moving out, I'm, you know, have my major, never turning back, and this is what it's going to be. And that's just not what happened. My first year I spent in college wasn't good. I was unhappy in my major. Uh, I felt like everybody around me had different priorities, already had friends, and I almost felt a little bit lost, so to say. I felt kind of like an outlier. Everybody seemed like they loved the college experience. They all knew what they were doing. Let's go out. Let's have fun. And I wasn't settling into that. I think I'm more of a homey person. I'm more of like the relaxed type. Uh, I'm, I'm more of the studious, academic, in my books type. And so I felt like I wasn't aligning with the college experience. I wasn't aligning with what people were saying it should be. And since I'm kind of an introspective, sensitive person, I immediately turned in on myself and said, well, what's wrong with me? Why isn't my college experience like everybody else's? What am I doing wrong? Why did I not pick the right major right away? Why am I not the type that likes to do X, Y, and Z on the weekends? You know, I love to have friends. I love to go out, but I was at a very social school and I I don't want to do that all the time. You know, it's not really who I am. I, I need my alone time. I need to sit in my room by myself. And so it kind of brought up these other feelings about, well, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't this lining up? And one of the biggest problems with that is I think that my expectation was so high. I thought college for me was going to be this breezy, easy four years. I did a preparatory program in high school. I thought academically I was going to soar. I thought I would have millions and millions of friends and the social, be the social butterfly. And that was my expectation. And I didn't take into consideration the fact that, well, life doesn't change when you go to college, right? Life doesn't change. My, you, per, you don't get a personality transplant. I'm not suddenly going to become more social than I am. I'm not suddenly going to become different. And so I think this brings up kind of a broader broader topic, which is that our happiness is in large part a ratio between our expectations and our reality. And I think my expectations were so high 
that it was going to be hard for me to be happy because I was going in with this thing of college is the best four years of your life, which is so funny now because when I look back, I'm like, God, I hope college is not the best four years of my life because I want a lot of better things to look forward to. I mean, I hope there is a better four years of my life. Heck, I hope my 50s are the best four years of my life. Because if not, if this is the best four years of my life, then what do I have to look forward to? And so I think that was one, is like expectations and realities. And, th- and this goes for everybody. I mean, this is not just for college students. I think, I hope my fellow college students will kind of, you know, feel better when they hear this. It's like, it's not going to be perfect. I mean, in fact, I found college to oftentimes be a very lonely, isolating experience. I mean, you're away from home for the first time. You're in a little dorm room. You don't know anybody. And you're kind of forced to make friends with people in a hall or a room next to you or a hall that you're in together. And you're just kind of put together and said, find something in common. Let's hope you guys will click. And it's so funny because adult friendships aren't really the same as childhood friendships. It's not that easy to just connect with anybody who's next to you. And so, again, I'm saying this brings up a broader conversation. It's not just for my college students. I, I hope it'll make you feel better, but it's also for people in similar situations where the, you go in with these high expectations and wow, my reality does not match this, you know? I mean, it could be for a job. It could be for other friendships and relationships. But I also do want to say to my college students, like, you know, it's okay to be lonely. It's so normal. I, college for a lot of us will not be the best four years of our life. And honestly, I hope it isn't. I mean, this could go for anybody of any age. If you're 30... 50, 60, don't think to yourself, these are the best years of my life. Think, I hope there's better to come. These are going to be good, or they may be bad, actually. But let me give myself something to look forward to. Let's hope that I'm going to work hard to make something down the road the best four years of my life, or this time in the future, the best five years of my life. So there's always something to look forward to. But anyways, I, you know, did have a rough college experience in the beginning. It was lonely, isolating. It was a classic case of expectations not matching reality, which I think a lot of people can relate to. And so I finally kind of switch my major and move schools to accommodate for my major and I feel really settled and I feel really good and I'm thinking to myself wow this is perfect I feel settled I feel good and no more than about two semesters later coronavirus happens and at first I think well you know It'll pass. We'll stay in school. I don't really know the magnitude of the situation like most people didn't. But 
I come to realize this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a big deal. And of course, as we know, schools shut down. And so I've been on an online school for my whole uh, semester before this. Then there was summer and I did online school for summer classes. And now I'm still online. And so I'm thinking to myself, wow, I made this huge change. And I felt like I had this, you know, finally settled into this normal college experience. And this unexpected situation hit me. And it kind of made me question everything about my schooling. And so, again, it's this classic case of my expectations. I'm finally going to be settled in. Finally, things are going to be in motion. And, oop, there we go again. I'm hit by something. And it kind of made me realize, like, if you keep settling for normalcy or settling for it will be like this, it will get better, it will, it will, it will, you will never be content. I kept telling myself, oh, after I switch my major, I will feel like I have this normal college experience. After I, you know, do X, Y, or Z, this will change. And what I realized is, I can tell that myself that till the cows come home. I really could, but it won't change the fact that that is not how life is. Life is turbulent, life changes, and the key is to finding con- contentness, or I don't know if that's even a word, but the point is, the key is being content in the moment with the turbulence while also having the ability to look into the future and tell yourself, this isn't the best. There is better always to come. But it's so easy for me to say that, right? It's so easy for me to say, oh, there's, so, there's better to come. There's better to come, right? But you might not feel it. It's hard to feel it right now for me in a global pandemic. It really is. But one of the things I'm telling myself is, that these are not the best four years. Everything is a building block to get to a better place. These four years of college haven't been what I would consider normal. They haven't met my perfect expectation that I was set, which, by the way, I think there needs to be a separate discussion about this annoying expectation we say to call we set for college students and we say to them oh it's the best four years of your life don't set them up for that either would you want it to be the best four years of their life I would ask again but what I was saying is that you can't keep waiting for better to come you have to hope better will come and you have to say yourself to yourself, better will come, but I don't need to wait for it. I need to take this time to build better. So, as I was saying, my expectations were different. I kept, be- I kept being hit with these turbulent things, and so it was hard for me to find this like feeling of being content when I always felt like I need to do something so I can reach this like expectation, this normalcy. 
The fact of the matter is expectations are never met. It's something I learn in my engineering classes is that forecasts are great. It's great to have a forecast and to be prepared, but your forecasts are always wrong. Your expectations are like that. You know, what you hope will happen, what you forecast to happen, what you want to happen. It's great to have those, for some, to have something to aim for. But they're always wrong and they will never be met. And I feel like once you're comfortable in that truth, it's so much easier to find satisfaction. But I was talking about online college because... It also kind of made me have this revelation about my education. I've like always been the student that's kind of like a golden student, I would say. In the sense that I've, I never turn in too many late assignments. Or in the fact that I care about school, I keep my GPA up as best as I can. I'm usually an attentive student. When I went to online school, especially this first semester, this was the first time that I was like, wow, school is such, it's almost a scam to me. I almost feel like school recently has been pointless. And I mean, pointless in the sense that I question the metrics. Does this really say anything about anybody Does having X, Y, or Z grades really say that you're smart or capable or not? And I thought this to myself a lot. And I was like, no, it doesn't. There's so many things that have been, I would say, almost more character showing and defining than my school metrics have been. I've always felt like one of the things that has been more important was having guts and courage. And that's really shown for me this semester. It's like, it's been so much more important than anything else. Like being a go-getter and going after things has been so much more important than sitting down and doing school and abiding by these arbitrary rules. And... I think one of the times where I felt this the most was I was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an engineer because I really believe it'll give me the tools to be successful and to be able to be in the business world, but also have, you know, data analysis and, and do the analytical side of business. So I am an engineering, but you know, I've, I still and always have really struggled with math. It's not the part of me that's the most developed. I would say I'm more developed, like, literary-wise. You know, with words and writing and reading. But I just noticed this when I had to ask my teacher for an extension on an assignment because I was just struggling with it that much. It wasn't that... I had procrastinated or done bad on it. It was like I was really struggling with it. And this has happened a couple times. And I had to just have the ability to be like, I need more time on this because I have other things going on. I need to, you know, have more time. And I realized like the fact that I have the ambition and drive and 
kind of the go-getter spirit to be able to email my teachers and ask them for something and ask them for exceptions almost because I still want to do well is more important than if I get a 92 or a 98 or a 70. And it's so funny because it's made me kind of question the whole school metric, the whole school thing. And I remember, because I'm a literary person, in my first year of college, uh, in my English class, second semester, we read a book called Into the Wild by John Kraukauer. I believe that's how you say it. It might be Kraukauer. Um, But we read this book, and it wasn't really my type of book, but it was about this, this boy who just graduated college, Christopher McCandless, who decides that he wants to explore the wilderness out of college. And he kind of decides that school is arbitrary, almost pointless. And he, the author, John Kraukauer, has this beautiful quote which is actually the only part of the book I liked. Um, And it's about Christopher McCandless after he graduates college. And he describes kind of how Christopher feels. And he uses like this beautiful language that really just sticks out to me. And it kind of made me think like, wow, this is how I feel about college. At the time I didn't, but like looking back on the book now, I was like, wow, this is actually my feelings towards school right now and towards kind of these pointless metrics, I feel like. And so he says... And I need to find the quote. Uh, He says, at long last, he was unencumbered, emancipated from the stifling world of his parents and peers, a world of abstraction and security and material excess. And this is my favorite part, this next part. A world in which he felt grievously cut off from the raw throb of existence. And it's so funny because it took this pandemic to make me realize, like, I feel cut off from this raw throb of existence, whatever it is. In my case, that raw throb of existence doesn't necessarily mean going into the wild like Christopher McCandless did. But to me, it kind of means this part of creativity that I have. This creativity to be a go-getter, to be ambitious, to find new pursuits, to do something creative and entertaining. Kind of like podcasting, for example. This raw throb of like even mental existence for me, of existing freely in my mind. That like the bounds of school can't really let me explore right now. If I if that even makes sense. And so I wanted to bring up that quote because, yeah, I'm focusing on school right now because, you know, 
me doing these assignments with strict guidelines right about this prompt kills my creativity of, oh, well, I have these like philosophical things I want to talk about. I have other things I want to talk about. So I bring that up, yes, in regards to school, but this is something like so, in my opinion, philosophical. Like, what about other things that are cutting us off from the raw throb of existence? Or that's a stifling world, as he says. Stifling. I love that word. Stifling. It's stifling. And I just love to repeat that word because I think it's such a good, good example. I mean, the dictionary defines stifling as making one feel constrained or oppressed, you know, unable to breathe properly, suffocate, restrain or stop oneself from acting on an emotion, prevent or constrain. But my question is, what other things are stifling? One of the other things I found stifling that's cut me off from, quote, the raw throb of existence has been social media. I love social media. I'm the first person to post on Instagram. So I'm not going to bash it and be like, oh, I'm so different. Oh, social media. But sometimes I think to myself, like, when I see a post and I find myself copying other people's posts, like, oh, these girls post posed like this. I want to pose like that. It's like my creativity is getting killed. My natural instinct almost my almost uniqueness because it's so easy with social media to like be put in this box and it makes me go back to that quote I just feel cut off from the raw throb of existence and I love that quote because it kind of just draws this beautiful parallel between a world of abstraction like he says of material excess and then he goes into saying the raw throb of existence and like that, that, that difference in words, that contrast in the Roth Rob versus a stifling world. It's almost like in the words, I hear the stark contrast of like stifling, it's tight, it's constraining, you know, it makes me feel tight and tense hearing that word. And then the Roth Rob of existence, there's something freeing and natural and unencumbered and unhindered about it, which I love. And so that's just how I've been feeling about school lately. But also about these expectations that were set for me in college. I feel like when I try to meet those expectations, I'm cut off from this raw throb of existence. And so I guess the point of this episode, (laughs) hopefully it wasn't too ranty or crazy, But the point of me talking about this was to say, yeah, it's okay to listen to expectations. And it's, of course, normal to do that. And of course, it's okay and and you should go through school and finish it. But I think it's important to not lose sight and lose perspective because there is so much more beyond expectations, beyond arbitrary schooling. And it's important to cultivate that 
And it's important to listen to that side of yourself, the creative side, the the side that's in touch with the raw throb of existence. But you can still be connected to those other things that are important for making your way through this world. And I think you should. But I also just love that quote because I think it's one of the most moving quotes I've ever read because I feel so tied to it and so connected to it. And I I understand everything the author is trying to convey with that passage. And I think the other thing is I'm saying that to my college students You are not alone if you feel that way. But even to everybody else, feeling cut off from the raw throb of existence might sound extreme, but I think it's something that everybody feels. And it's something we can change by maybe even walking around outside (laughs) or just feeding your creativity, but also by just being authentic and realizing that, listen, somebody's expectations or the expectations that have been set for me should not be defining my experience. And even though I talk about that in the context of college, I mean in any way. So I hope this episode maybe had some takeaway from it. If not, it might just be complete banter and ranting. I hope I will be getting better at this podcasting thing as I go. But hopefully I shared some kind of insight and made somebody feel better about the way they were feeling or about an experience. Hopefully my experiences maybe gave some wisdom or insight. But for now, I think that's all I'm going to be talking about. I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And I will be talking to you guys again shortly. But I will say goodbye for now. And this has been Synergy with Christelle Massif. Peace out, guys. Hi, welcome to Synergy with Crystal Nassif. It is Tuesday, November 17th. I really hope that you guys find this episode insightful. It's a little bit more informative. And I'm going to be talking about something I read the other day that really struck me. And I'm going to be discussing it. So I hope that you guys find it insightful and maybe become more educated out of it or learn something from it. So without any more stalling, here is the second episode of Synergy with Christelle Nassif.